The Posing Podcast, the industry-leading source for posing, news, interviews, and so much more. Hello, everyone. It is Beck here. Hey, and I'm Caitlin. Welcome. Welcome to another great posing podcast. Uh, Caitlin, what's been happening since we spoke? Oh, couple of things one of which is I'm actually mini, mini cutting right now I mean oh, yeah, yeah. I know I know I'm in well I'm in week three of my mini cut and it's like I think it's going pretty well like visually yeah. I'm looking different the scale I though, can definitely tell the difference and I've told you that multiple times yeah, yeah which and it's nice to see and I think like um you know I've already in these like three weeks I had a couple of like ups and downs not in like my adherence necessarily but like more so and just kind of like how I was feeling about it um, because this is the first time I've been dieting again since prep. Mm-hmm. So not to say that it brought back like prep flashbacks, but it was definitely like, okay, this is what it's like again to reduce your, reduce your food, get familiar with hunger again and, and everything like that. Um, but yeah, the scale and me are not good friends. Like not that I don't have, a, I don't have a problem with stepping on it, but, and like the, the number is what it is. Um, but it just doesn't like to move. But I visually look different. Exactly. So I'm like, whatever. Exactly. And it, how have you found the mindset change? Because it's so hard when this is obviously not a comp prep mm. in terms of you're not going into a deficit to then step on stage. Are you struggling with not going like all in or not feeling like you've got to go to the extreme? Uh, struggling with not going to the extreme? Um, No, I think mentally I'm handling it fine in that regard I think like if anything I'm pretty laissez-faire about it laissez-faire did I say that right um I've never heard of that word so. laissez-faire like uh yeah. like business as usual very well cultured so um <laughs> you know business as usual I'm not kind of I'm not putting too much weight on it and I think if anything that might be my problem is that I I am taking it seriously but I'm also not taking it super seriously um where it's kind of like I don't know <sighs> I don't know, like it's not affecting my adherence to it, but I am just kind of like, oh, it is what it is. I kind of don't really care that much. Um, but I think that's, if anything, a positive place to be post prep is just kind of not really caring, yeah. if anything. Exactly. Yeah. And just going with it. Yeah. What and about so, you? What's been happening? Um, I've had been having a really nice break actually between seasons, mm. which has been really beautiful to just not have to as much as I love coming into the studio and doing eight clients a day, it's been really nice, you know, having a slow morning or just I often, and I know I say this to you, I get jealous of you sometimes because you, you just can get up and sit on your couch and just work on your laptop where yeah. I can't do that. Um, I have to then do that at nighttime or afterwards. So it's been really nice to just spend time working on the business rather than in the business. Um and just relaxing my body and chilling out and then just taking care of my little WBFF babies that are competing in July, which mm-hmm. is going to be here before we know it, seven weeks. Um, but apart from that, just chilling. Uh, my training has gone down to about four days a week. I go to the gym five days a week and usually on that fifth day I'll just do glutes or something that's just like a muck around session. Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not training hard like the other four days. Um, yeah. But I've been good with my nutrition. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not long until we kick off season B. Exactly. Season B starts June 17th. Well, technically even kind of June 5th when we onboard all the new teams and stuff like that. So um, 
it's just nice. And we've got lots of stuff happening for the posing school, which is obviously our, the other baby of ours, yeah. um, which is cool. But that's obviously not the purpose of this podcast is to listen to how our week was. No. Um, the purpose of this podcast is basically to discuss the changes that we've seen in the Australian bodybuilding industry. Um especially talking about all the different federations. And I know I love chatting about this to any client that comes to me that says, I don't know where I fit or I don't know about this federation. And so if you are listening on your walk or doing the housework or just simply sitting down, get ready because we're going to give you our opinion only. And I want to just really stress that this is our own opinion on just what we've noticed throughout the federations throughout the the past couple of years and how they've changed. Yeah, and I think federations have ups and downs. Federations change what they're looking for. Federations change management, ownership, everything like that. And that affects, um, you know, what they look for in their athletes or the stage size or, you know, how many competitors you're up against. And it's really interesting to watch these changes over over the last couple of years. Um, obviously these are our opinions, but it's also our observations. And I think, you know, there is a grain of truth in all of them, but obviously it is what we believe and what we, what we think. And we're just going to be like, honestly, chit chatting about all of that. All of the different federations. Exactly. Um, so should we start with the first one on our lovely kind of list, which I would say when is still to this day, it's probably the most amount of clientele Mm. that we get through our doors ICN is ICN yeah and it's a fantastic federation I've competed in it myself I have um, to yeah as of you um we've gone we've both gone to many shows we've had many many competitors in it um and I think something that's really interesting about ICN is that it's kind of slightly different per state like the posing is slightly different the even like the I guess how the shows are run is all slightly different um, I guess to pull out some of the specifics, like I think a big one for me is because I actually competed up in Queensland, um, is the shows are bigger and probably slightly more competitive up there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. ICN, so ICN stands for I Compete Natural. Um, they are state run so they obviously have their own promoters for each state and then they're also governed by like a a, a president body or a, a particular individual that basically makes sure that all of the states are streamlined and I definitely it, when it comes to their posing as well every single state is different mm. so how if a client came to me and she was going to do ICN Queensland I couldn't pose her the same that I would ICN New South Wales yeah. and that's just a thing of the judges are different they look for different things they are slightly different physiques to a certain extent. Um, and that's obviously going to change. I know that definitely ICN Queensland, the caliber is amazing, but ICN WA mm. is in, I, I honestly, hand on my heart, think that it's the best. Really? I've yes. never, because I've never watched yes. one of their shows. And recently they've got uh, new promoters in ICN WA. They actually came and introduced themselves to me at ICN New South Wales, or no, ICN Nationals. And it was so lovely because you can tell someone that's really passionate about their federation. And it's great when promoters are going up to coaches and they commented on APS and know that what we're doing over here. And they have, they're, they're young, they've got a new fresh eye. Um, and the caliber of athletes over there, I would like to say, are often probably uh, probably the best caliber of athletes that I've seen in a really long time. Mm. So I don't know what's in the water over in WA, but it's, <laughs> it's it's doing well over there. What do you think about New South Wales? You know, our home state. Mm-hmm. How did you reckon they stack up? I think 
it changes every season. Mm. It really does. Um, I think that the season that we came out of lockdown was insane. Mm. I don't know whether it was because everyone was just so bored at home that they just spent so long <laughs> in their home gyms. But that season was really competitive. Um, and then it kind of went a little bit back. And then now it's uh, like the caliber is amazing. It's been getting better and better every year. Yeah. And I feel like, do you feel like the shows are getting bigger just yes. generally? Yes. Yeah. And it's, I, re- I one thing I notice is that the conditioning, especially in bikini and fitness, but fitness was always known for its conditioning, but bikini is definitely getting shredded. Like, like I, the glute hamstring tie-ins. Yeah. They're, they're like almost on par with IFBB. And it's really interesting to watch that change because bikini ICN used to be like, I don't know, you could diet for 12 to 16 weeks, step on stage and you'd be fine. Not the case anymore. Oh, no. I So I won ICN bikini. There is no way that I would win. If I had that the same physique that I had then, I, I, I wouldn't even get a look in. I wouldn't. You'd be annihilated. My posing would be amazing. But I seriously, I had no glute hamstring tie-in. Mm. Not, not, what, not like nothing. So I definitely think the... Um, the physiques are changing in terms of, yeah, bikinis. I think bikini probably out of all of the divisions um, is the one that's rapidly changing. Yeah. And they're growing. But I like where it's going. I'm really excited for ICN and I always will hand on my heart, probably, you know, go to their shows, promote their shows, be a lover of the federation for years and years and years because the athletes that come through my doors that then compete at ICN, they love it and they go back. And one thing that I find everyone says, oh, it's a great place to start. You know, ICN's a great place to start. But I also think that if you love a federation and you do really well at it, stay with it. If you like the promoters, if you like how it's run, stay with it until you master it, until you become a pro at it. And then go and compete in their pro shows. Yeah, also the caliber is improving. And with that, so is the caliber of their pro shows. And now that we're like in a post-COVID world, we've got more international shows. I think there's going to be more opportunities for pro shows and for that to happen and for them to really grow in that aspect. Because currently... They don't really have many pro shows. And I think I'd be really excited to see that like flourish. And I think that there's this stigma that once you win your pro card in ICN that you should go somewhere else. Mm. And I I disagree with that. If you win your pro card in a federation, at least do a couple of pro shows Um, because you've won it for a reason. They like you fit the criteria of that division. Um, And there's prize money when it comes to pro shows. So stay in it. Yeah. Um, and do it and I'm really excited for that federation I hope it stays with us for many 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 years mm. um, and they have lots of shows so it's great for an athlete because they can do regionals they can then do state show then get all feedback and then they can go to nationals so it's a great I love it yeah and I actually as a competitor myself I notice everyone is really friendly like um, they're usually well run in terms of like you know they're everyone's organized and things like that backstage but also the athletes themselves are incredibly friendly um you won't always get that in every federation um but in icn everyone is genuinely there to support each other it's a really welcoming federation from you know whether you know other athletes or the organizers and everyone is genuinely there to work on and improve the sport um which is just cool and really nice um yeah, I really yeah. like them. I they put the athletes first, I yeah. think, too. The, the federation, they put their athletes first in terms of having all those treats backstage and they're really well run in terms of like the, the PDF documents and 
you know, the tanning is great. Hair, like all of that is so streamlined. Mm. Um, They've got a big future ahead if they continue mm. at this yeah. trajectory. I agree. Like- and controversial, but I would even say, especially the season A that just happened, the standard of ICN competitors was the best out of any single federation that I saw. And I really wish that a lot of those ICN clientele did IFBB when I was judging because I was like, where were they? They would yeah. have cleaned up. Is, so. is there anything you would change or anything that you're like, oh, I th- we talk love, about a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I would love if um, they had clear opposing guidelines, mm. I think. Um, there's a lot of, when it comes to posing, there's a lot of, like hidden rules and I think I only knew that just from all of the years of working with athletes of going um you know and knowing okay they don't like that arm they like this arm Mm. um it would be nice if they could stream like that statewide uh, sorry nationwide because I do know there are still some states that allow the teapot arm whereas the teapot arm here is banned um, and often from an athlete perspective they'll look at an athlete that's in another state that wins and her arms are flying out by her side <laughs> and I've bashed onto her for months going if you do that you're going to be you know they don't like that you'll be shunned upon it's yeah. big cross over yeah. that um, so I think that that would be my only thing that I would love if they but you know but then I don't I, don't, I love that the fact that we can do multiple different front poses and it's not so rigid mm. um, but you know maybe if they were just the rules yeah. were streamlined that would be really great um, I don't think I would change anything anything else i definitely find icn posing the hardest like just the most endure like the endurance that you need for icn posing really yeah i found it like so much harder than ifbb just like it really is it because you have to do so many comparisons and it like it really gassed you like they keep you up there for ages and like obviously i was doing fitness and that's like like big bitch big bitch (laughs) like you're always like flexing really really hard um but i just found that like oh like i love the federation but oh my god the posing just absolutely gasses you you walk off i remember um, I was competing with Mihi. Yes. Um, for people who don't know Mihi, she is a junior coach at um, uh, Australian Posing School. We were competing together and both of us would walk off drenched in sweat. It was beautiful, disgusting, whatever. Um, I think though one thing I would – one thing I'm curious to see is ICN love conditioning. They love mm, you to be shredded. They love striations. They, they love you to be, you know, dick skin thin um, and shredded. In multiple categories, and I'm wondering where there's if they will ever come, and if there will ever be an, an end point to that or a line where they'll go. No, actually, let's pull back because, yeah. um, look, I was when I competed in fitness, I was not lean enough. Yeah. That's for sure, hand on my heart. Um, but I'm wondering if they'll ever be like, look, these fitness chicks are just too shredded. I too don't know. shredded. Is yeah. it? Will there be a point? I'm curious. I don't know. I, I, can't, I love their fitness because mm. it's a particular type of look, look. Yeah. and you've either got it or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, though what's interesting about, I guess, ICN's history is the next federation mm, we're going to talk about, yeah. INBA, which um, yeah. you mm. had a pro card in. Yeah. So I, first, so I first competed in INBA in 2013 when it was massive and they didn't split you into height classes. So there was over 40 of us in bikini on stage at that one time and then we were just in lines and I remember there was about five lines can you imagine if that happened now like if there were just like 40 bikini girls on stage mind you I remember when I they think brought... the stages would fit but yeah. it, I, to be fair it, it was at Chandler so the exact same place that you competed yeah. at there was 40 on that stage and it's not a big the stage, stage the stage is slightly changed just a little bit yeah. but not a whole lot 
Um, but yeah, so back then it was IMBA, um, still the same thing. So still quarter turns. Um, the caliber was obviously more beach body mm. bikini, but that's just, I think, worldwide, the bikini division has evolved. Um, and then I think it was two or three years, two years after that, please don't quote me anyone. Um, it was a couple of years after that, that the Federation, basically IMBA, um, then became ICN. IMBA in, in Australia essentially shut down. Mm. Um, they're, they're originally from America. So the owners um, are the Caicoses in America. Lovely, lovely, lovely family. Um, and so basically ICN was born here in Australia and really ICN took a hold of that market. So where there was a gap missing in that market, they really probably took all of the IMBA competitors. Um, and then that's how ICN is so big to this day. Um, so I think if, if ICN was never created, it would still be called IMBA yeah. to this day. And then it wasn't until um, then IMBA was slowly reintroduced back into Australia um, or it was just taken control by different promoters and they finally got it back off the ground and running. Um, and it was it was doing well for a bit. I feel like IMBA was yeah. fairly popular. Yeah. So IMBA used to be, so it was kind of on par. So ICN and IMBA were at this weird kind of crossroads where they you would do most competitors would do both mm. and that's what I did so I did both I competed in so obviously I did IMBA the big 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 IMBA first and then when I came back to competing I then did in that same season I did both ICN and IMBA and IFBB but um I did ICN and IMBA and IMBA was it used to be a lot bigger than I think it is now. Um, I was in a, I got my one my pro card at the World Cup in IMBA, and then I competed at Natural Olympia as a PMBA pro. Um, I won swimsuit, I won angels, and then I came um, fifth in bikini, pro bikini, my first pro bikini show, and mm. it was the best show to this day. It beat Amateur Olympia. Yeah. Um, Natural Olympia was my favorite. I loved it so very much. The people are humble. I loved America. The organizers are insane. The pump up equipment, like just the whole experience was awesome. Awesome. They had um, athletes signing, you know, like we were on these like tables and we had to sign our signature. I'm like, no one knows who the hell I am, but okay, here's my signature. <laughs> and then all these Americans are like, wow, you did so well. I'm like, thank you. Um, they had a big free buffet the day after we competed. Um, they just had, I loved it. I think it was fantastic. Unfortunately in Australia, it's definitely gone downhill. Yeah. Um, and that me, that's just nationwide. They don't have as many competitors. Um, what do you think started yeah. that? Do you think it was COVID? Do you think they've just never recovered post-COVID? Or do you think um, or the show dates, the show organisation? I think it's a mixture of everything. Mm. I think it's – they probably haven't recovered since lockdown because it was – when like I obviously competed with them on my pro card before lockdown. Um, and then I unfortunately think they haven't recovered post-lockdown their shows aren't as well run as ICN um, and probably just the way that the athletes feel. And I can only speak this from a coaching perspective. Um, sometimes that maybe just the, the athletes don't feel the big buzz of a big show like they do with ICN. Yeah. Um, so it's I – I, like I really love the federation in terms of I think that it has all the great essentials of, of making a great show. If anything – 
if you put it on par with ICN, it's got more going for it because you can go to America. They have Natural Olympia. They have an amazing pro show that's already established. They have the World Cup. They also do Natural Universe, I think, that's over there or something like that. They have all of these amazing shows. So for longevity of a sport, for longevity of being an athlete in it, they've got more room to grow. On the international stage. On the international stage. But in Australia. But in Australia, it's it's like – ICN's taken the market. Um, they have gal- a gallery individual walk. Um, they have great divisions. Like when you actually listen to or read what they've got on offer, you know, they have mixed mixed pairs. They have a kid division. They have um, disabled. They have transformation. They have all of these amazing divisions that could grow so much. Like how cool would it be if you saw a kid – like obviously I'm not saying that they have to diet down but they do a gymnastics routine and they have something to work towards if their dad's a bodybuilder that also competes in that show. Like it just – they breed – they want to have it as a family event and that everyone feels loved and welcomed, um, which like, you know, ICN doesn't have those divisions. So it's got the makings of it. It's just really gone downhill recently. Um, probably definitely this year I've noticed – especially with my clientele as well. Usually I would get, say, out of, say, 30 competitors, I'd least probably get about eight that would be open to doing IMBA. Um, this season I had one. Yeah, I've and honestly that's not the first time I've heard that feedback either. Mm. Um, I've talked to other people in the industry as well and had the same feedback that the shows aren't necessarily well run, um, that just things have changed and it's just not what it used to be and it's such – such a shame because like you said they're on internationally there they've got such a presence yeah. um and you have so much room to grow and then in australia it's like well there's not just just not that much yeah and so it's hard from a athlete perspective is that we spend so much money and time into prepping that when you go you want to have competitors you want to have competition so that you don't feel like you're the only one on that stage um because it can feel if you do win, sometimes even though I'm so excited for you and your whole family's excited for you, just deep down I know you're like, yeah, but maybe if there was another competitor, would I have still won? You know, yeah. you like that when you do win, you want to know that you won. Yeah, right? you want to be up against uh, – as a, you want to ha- be up against quality competitors. Yeah. You don't want to just walk away with overall because you were the yeah. only person or yeah. one out of two that so was in your category. I really hope that more people – compete in that federation because it has the makings of it like I was one of them I am you know it's got the makings of it so I just I hope it gets back yeah like you know as a previous pro yourself you want nothing more than to see that federation back. yeah I love it and I've got I've definitely got um far four maybe five who knows we haven't even started season b but I've definitely got four athletes doing natural olympia so pros um which is really cool that so they cool. love that. And they'll have to do the Australian show as well to qualify. So that's really cool. Well, I think we'll move on to our next yes. Natty Federation, um, which yeah. is like close to, I think close to our hearts a little yeah. bit. I've never competed in it, but. Neither have I. Um, <laughs> Isn't it funny? We love it, but. We haven't competed we haven't in it competed yet. competed in it. Maybe well, it was on my kind of, on my to-do, to-do list. It was on my list when I competed last time, but it was just purely, I was gassed. Should was, we say what the Federation is? Yes. It's NBA. NBA. We love NBA. Um, and like, you know, I think, what do you feel like is the big difference of NBA versus everything else out there? They really care. They, they do. They really care. Um, they put on a great show. They put on shows in COVID. 
they took a, probably a financial loss for that, but they care about their athletes. Um, and I honestly think that Stuart from NBA is the reason why we love it so much and it's the reason why athletes come back. Stuart is, like Stu as we know him, is nothing but probably the most caring promoter that I have met. Um, he leads generous. from the front. He does. He's so generous with his time. He flies down from Brisbane to come here for an hour workshop, then flies home. You know, he doesn't get paid for that. He doesn't – I don't give him any money to come down here. Um, he's always the first person to support us as well and support the athletes. Um, and I know that he does that to all businesses as well. And I think that that's just such an amazing quality that is really rare. Mm. As much as I would love to keep hyping up Stuart, what do you think about the shows? Yeah. Um, still on the smaller side, mm-hmm. um, but not as, you know, still a good amount. I, would, I wouldn't I would say that it's not enough that the shows are like there's one or two. Bigger than IMBA. Um, bigger than IMBA from this season, yeah. right? Um, I think they're great. They run well. They run on time. They've got individual walks. They can posing is great in terms of they can add their personality. There's no crazy strict, strict, strict rules. The caliber of athletes is fantastic. I find um, any client that does ICN that has loves the stage, I highly encourage them to then go and do NBA because mm. it gives them an individual walk. Yeah, and then they can feel they can see where they fit. Um, I know a lot of NBA pros that have won their pro card and they still actively give back to that federation and I think that says a lot about the character of it. Um, And what about – because, like, they don't have much of an international scene. They're just purely based in Australia. Um, But they do do a decent number of pro shows? From memory, they do. I haven't seen a lot of them recently, but I think it's because everyone's from those pro shows are still recovering from COVID. Yeah. especially with 2020, 2021, and then really only last year where we kind of came back. Yeah. So I think they're waiting on getting a few newer pros under their belt because probably all their older pros have probably had babies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> moved on. Moved on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I highly, like, just love it, love everything about them. I think it's a great federation if you love the stage and want to do an individual walk. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, I guess we'll move on to the next federation, which is, I think, fairly dear to both our hearts me as competitor you as a judge um which is ifbb pro league and i think you know one thing i've really noticed about ifbb pro league is that i feel like it's just getting more momentum Mm. yeah definitely in the past couple of years Mm. definitely since the split happened but i would say post covid they've really just accelerated so you mentioned split. Just do you want to tell everyone oh, yeah, what sorry. split that was? Know. So for anyone doesn't know that IFBB used to be one in Australia. So it was just called IFBB. And then in 2000 and – oh, God, I always get this year wrong – 16? We won't hold you to it. I feel like it's 16. It's around that that period, 2015, 16 um, – the federation actually split. So what I mean by that is that there's now two IFBBs in Australia. There's one called IFBB Pro League and then there's one called IFBB Elite. So the previous uh, organisers, Paul and Carol Graham, that were the organisers of IFBB for Australia, they now are the organisers of IFBB Elite, which is affiliated with Europe European IFBB Elite. Mm-hmm. So um, very different posing. And then IFBB Pro League 
it's affiliated with obviously NPC and IFBB in America and then NPC and IFBB Pro League in the UK. So there is still obviously the NPC and IFBB in the UK, but it's just really important to know which IFBB you're competing in because they're very, very, very different just in, yeah. from everything, from what they look for in an athlete to their posing to how the shows are run, where they run, pro shows, all that jazz. Mm. Um but yeah, that was the split. So I definitely think that since that split happened, the new obviously promoter for IFBB Pro League is Tony Doherty. And I think what's been lovely to see for a federation, similar to what Stu from NBA does, is that they make their presence known nation, like countrywide, so statewide. So they go to every state. They get really involved in each state and make sure that they all feel cohesive rather than one state, one state one state you know it's a whole it's a very different approach to for instance icn which is run for individual states yeah this is just completely cohesive um and do you think to a degree that makes the judging more cohesive absolutely yeah yeah definitely well they ifbb they travel around like their head judges are the same um from show to show m the head female judge she was at every show um and then there was three male head judges but three out of the six shows that were on and I think that's really good because then when you go to nationals you're not faced with I don't know a different group of judges it's the same judges they know they've seen everyone and you're you're more likely I guess to get judged fairly exactly based on just you know the quality of competitors that season um I think you know the shows are absolutely becoming bigger. Like, I feel like every time we attend a show, Tony goes, this is the biggest show that we have had all season. <laughs> At some point, I don't know, maybe that's got to cap out, but um, for, the, for the moment. Never. But like, I just want them to be bigger. Um, I think it's definitely interesting. Like you go to different states. Some some states will have really big guy shows and then all, and really small girl shows or vice versa. Um, obviously, I'm all here for the ladies. Um, I know you like the big boys, yeah. as do I. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm just very keen to see more more women on stage. And I reckon that's happening. I reckon more people are stepping up. I think originally IFBB Pro League was kind of intimidating. It is. I, I, lots of clients, they say to me, Beck, I could never compete in IFBB. Oh no, I'm, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And I don't want anyone like to, I don't want anyone's fear to let them not compete in IFBB because they don't think that they're big enough because the Athletes that I saw at ICN could have cleaned up at IFBB. And so it's just – it goes to show that, the one, the caliber nationwide, no matter if you're natural or enhanced, has stepped up. Don't ever put yourself in that small bracket and ever think that you're not good enough. Compete. See where you stack up in that lineup. IFBB IFBB Pro League is the most probably prestigious – federation in terms of because they're affiliated with mr olympia they're affiliated with arnold's there's a lot of prize money so in terms of we have to keep remembering that bodybuilding is a sport so where we sometimes people forget that like it's actually a sport where people compete in and this is this is the the road to that Mm. um and i just say you're not like don't worry if you're natural compete so many naturals win and you can do it do your first show and then get judges' feedback. See, take photos, like look at the lineup. Where do you stand? Um, don't let the fear of IFBB worry you about not competing. I think that's really important. Um, and just do it. Yeah, you absolutely do not have to be enhanced to compete yeah. at like 
like I for one am not enhanced and I you know and I know that like um Laura Young um you know who walked away with her pro card uh, when I competed she's not enhanced and well as well and like there's just so much I think room in bikini at least um you know for all competitors and I just want to see the quality continue to improve um because yeah it's an amazing federation it's fantastic it's really competitive um and I, I don't know I just love it yeah <laughs> yeah I love it too yeah all right let's go on to their their other counterpart or their split their cousin I don't know would you evil twin not evil twin, evil twin. <laughs> maybe their cousin that they never speak to <laughs> yeah um I feel or do we say they got a divorce divorce that's probably a bit better because they kind of did get a divorce yeah they split up yeah. yeah, known as IFBB Australia, IFBB Elite, um, this IFBB Pro League. Yeah, though I will say about one thing about IFBB Elite is, you know, that's I call it the star pose. You know, the one where yeah, that's like, their front pose. Yeah, I actually really think it's really pretty. Like if only look, if you have a small waist. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, if you look don't at, have a small waist, you look like a brick like house. A, <laughs> a brick shit house. <laughs> <laughs> you really do. I see clients and I've got to teach them that so IFBB elite their posing is very flowy it's very European Mm. like blowing kisses like it's very 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 different to IFBB pro league and they have they have mandatory like just like IFBB pro league IFBB elite have mandatory um like fronts interestingly enough they have quarter turns Mm. So they don't just have front and back, they have a side side pose. Um, But they're really curvy in all of their posing. So they're all about like the hourglass physique. So the front pose is shoulders to the front, legs split out. Yeah. One hand on the waist, one hand out. Um, Like it's it's right there. Yeah, look, I don't have a tiny waist, but when you see the pros, I think think it looks very beautiful beautiful yeah um they also have a different style of bikini yeah they have like they have the cup yeah they have the cup whereas ifbb pro league have the triangle Mm. so what we mean by the cup is like it's underwired whereas ifbb pro league have the like the scrunch bottom triangle i think they call it like a russian russian cup or something like i don't yeah i've worn both yeah um and i loved them both um ifbb elite is definitely, unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately because I'm quite neutral about this whole thing, but IFBB Elite is not as big. Um, their shows aren't as big. Their popularity aren't as big. Um, they're just they're just different. I think that they're not... Um, and they're not in every state, I don't think. Well, they don't do shows in every state. Got yeah, I believe that's correct. More limited shows. Smaller shows, not as many. Um just completely different look. They still hand out pro cards. Um, I, yeah, Paul and Carol are lovely people. Um, they're just different. It's more European. So if you want to go down more, like it's huge in Europe. Yeah, especially like I think Eastern European countries. Oh, like the caliber is insane. Yeah. So it's a great stepping stone to get there. Yeah, I guess if you know. And representing Australia, how awesome. That would be cool. I would love to see, you know, Obviously, I would love Aussies winning, you yeah. know, both and, IFBBs. And it's a different type of physique. So mm. I think that there's room for both of them in the industry. Yeah, and I think that's actually a good point about all these federations that we're talking about is no matter what you look like, there is probably a federation for you. Yeah. Um, and it is about finding the federation that is going to suit you and suit your body type. Um, like, to be honest, I thought I was going to be a, an ICN fitness girl. 
Um, I got up on that stage and then I realized that maybe I don't have it in me to get absolutely dick skin (laughs) Skin lean lean like that. And then I got up on an IFBB stage and that was definitely more comfortable for me. I definitely fit in a lot better there. So that's, you know, that's where I'm going to invest my time and my effort into is, you know, where I seem to fit best. Um, And then there's girls that that come to me that are so hard. There is no way that they could ever fit on an IFBB bikini stage yeah. because they just are so vascular and they want to do bikini because they don't have a fitness, you know, apart from the gymnastic routines. Yeah. Um. So they they fit better in ICN. Yeah, like uh, those people who just walk around with like six like solid six pack abs. Like I'm thinking of specifically like usually those like mums who are like in their forties, fifties, and they're just naturally like. They don't, have to be mu- they don't have to be mums, but just like a particular body type and they stay shredded. I'm like, that is usually for the most part, ICN fitness. fitness yeah. um, and they look fantastic. And I wish I was that, but I am yeah. not. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there's a spot for everyone. Yeah. And there is this like, you know, if you're somebody with, you know, big shoulders, naturally tiny waist, um, go look at IFBB elite because hey you may do really really well and then wouldn't it be cool to go dominate like yeah. the european scene because they the i think well becky may disagree or you just have neutral about it i think the posing's beautiful i think the competitors and the pros that nail it are like yeah Mwah! chef's kiss yeah <laughs> yeah double chef's kiss yeah i love it um before we move on to the last one which we were going to mention i'm going to mention a few other little federations mm. um i want to mention naba um naba is one that they kind of they had i think a change of promoter ownership yeah um so really last year they were just coming back into the australian scene again scene yeah this season they came back and i i um the show that was on um just last weekend uh not gonna brag but my client did really well and Yay. my actual one of my clients won uh overall figure she won her like uh, athletic figure overall figure and then they do this really cool award which is like best female athlete of the day mm. so they put all of the winners so they put bikini next to like fitness all oh, of them wow. next to each other yeah so all the winners and then they pick a winner mm. and she won also, just for on a side note, her trophy was huge. I know, it was massive. They're massive. I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Where do you put it? Like, do you make it a coat rack or something? Uh, it's like, it was basically as tall as her. It was crazy. Um, but it was really nice to um, see them back. Um, they are uh, not tested federation um, either. That doesn't mean that you, like, Jessica's mm. natural, for example. Um, so that's just another one to kind of throw in there i'm excited to see they've got like lots of different divisions that a lot of federations don't have on offer especially with the figure with figure and bikini and stuff they've got like athletic and toned and all that jazz so it offers something different and i'm say hell yes for it yeah um i'm excited to see where naba goes i'm really genuinely excited for um, for it and I haven't yet got the feedback from my athletes that went to that show but it'd be interesting to see how they found like the runnings of it um, I definitely know that if they are listening their Instagram live needed to be worked on because my <laughs> client was actually I had one client that was sitting in the audience she had better seats than the live and the live like they kept it was just someone holding their iPhone at like row 35 yeah. and I could hear all of her conversations because oh, she was dear. like is that Charlie 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 oh, no. Charlie as this live is on 
So I would say just put an iPhone on a tripod, stick it right in front of the stage, let it roll. Like it was, that was one thing. I was like, come on, guys. We're in the stage. That would be my only little feedback. And I guess if you're interested in competing in NABBA, um, we are actually probably going to have a workshop with them um, that's on the cards too. So really excited for that. Yeah, someday. Great for me as well. And great for the athletes because um, these federations, they change all the time. They change their rules. Even if the, the presidents don't change, they change their rules. So it's just a really great way that one, we can offer a free posing workshop um, that I can get updated on their rules and what they like and what they don't like because mm. it all leads to the athletes having a great day. Um, few others, um, A and B. Yeah. Definitely seen athlete numbers on the de- decline since they did a change of ownership. Um, and I've definitely, you know, noticed just a lot of athletes that I've had um, that they have competed and chosen then not to compete with them again and go with another federation um i don't actively teach it so i can't really comment on it a lot i haven't been to their shows in years can i ask what the feedback is from your athletes um that they don't like the way it was run yeah that's basically it okay yeah and they liked i know they go for a fuller physique so it could be just they you know when this this is the one thing that i like to say is that if you win in a federation you're gonna love them mm. so if you come first you're gonna say i'm gonna say how was your show i was so good i won it was the best thing ever yeah even if the federation's probably not the best or the show was badly run or you know just it was horrible if they won they forget about all of that um and so i have to we i have to keep that back in my back of my mind that if i have an athlete that say has oh, lost or, if or has lost yeah. right has come last and I go to them, how did you find that federation? And they go, I hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. It's because you, you lost style. And it's probably because you didn't have an amazing, like the best physique on that stage. So I have to take that into mind. But it's more, I think it's more from the the, the running of it. Um, and just their physique didn't fit in it because I like full, a fuller physique. I'm not super familiar with them. Like obviously I follow them, but I've never attended their shows. How do you feel like about their judging and like the quality of athletes? I don't really know, like, to be honest. I think, the like, I see most, lots of people, like, repeat offenders. So I always say, like, you know, if I see someone that does ICN, they'll do IMBA, they'll do A and B, they'll kind of see where they fit. Um, they're still great athletes. I've still seen, like, I've, I, my athletes, funny enough, all of the pros that win are APS, most of them are APS clients. Interesting. Which is very, very, very interesting. So we had um, Brooke won her pro card uh, just this season. I had Jess won her pro card. Amy Tanner won her pro card. Um, Especially because we're not super associated with them either. No. Pretty much all of um, Naomi. Mm. Naomi won her pro card, I think it was, or Naomi won. I don't know if it was a pro show. Um, They all do so well in it. So as long at the end of the day that the competitor, one, I'm teaching them correctly so that they can win, that's all I care about. Yeah. And that they feel supported and they love their show. Yeah. Um, so there's – just wanted to mention that. Um, oh, and then there's some newbies. Little just side note, newbies on the scene. Newbies, returning, bit of both. Bit of both. Um, we've got WNBF. I am very – very excited about WNBF because obviously they're they're quite big internationally mm. um and you know historically they were here in Australia then you know they kind of left for a bit and now they are back they're back with their first show this year yeah. and I am very excited because I think a lot of people who are going to do ICN 
are going to try out. I hope they do it. Because like it's it has a it has a pretty good reputation internationally. So, you know, if you're doing ICN and the timing lines up, yeah. I think it would be really good to dip your toes into WMBF. They've got a show in October um, up in Queensland. Um, I am very, very curious. Like I'll be getting the popcorn out watching it because, you know, it's the first one back and it'll be, you know, I think it'll really set the tone for what we can expect from the Federation, like yes. how they will differentiate themselves Um both locally and internationally. So, yes. I'm excited for them. Um, I'm really, really – it's just nice to have them back. And um, I've been well, – I, we um, have been chatting to Sebastian, um, who is the organiser's promoter, um, and so we're looking at having a workshop here as well. Great. Which is very cool. Um, you Freaking know, cool. Look at us. I know. Well, it's like, you know, we've got – they're coming back. We want to be able to support them. We want to, you know – I want to learn. I want to know what they look for, and I want to, I want to know everything. Yeah. Pick their brains because yeah. at the end of the day, we want to set our athletes up for success. Yeah. Um, and we want them to have an, a fantastic showdown. And so I think, you know, it's going to be so cool having them here, um, meeting with them and just really getting to relearn what they look for. Um, and also, you know, what I guess the, where they hope to go, because I think that's a really cool thing about new federations yeah. is where do you find your little like piece of the pie in this market? Because, you know, there are quite a few federations like we, we're glossing over a couple of them but there is quite a few so you yeah. each kind of need to have like your own distinct style or your own distinct I don't know experience that you provide or what you look for in an athlete um otherwise it's kind of like cannibalism I guess and it yeah. might be hard to establish yourself exactly I'm really excited about them um other little side note mm. ones um PCA that's yeah. huge overseas. Yeah. PCA is massive. And obviously we our lovely Maddie who works for Australian Posing School, who is also a client, uh, she competes in PCA. They're huge in the UK. Are they quite – their posing's quite similar to IFBB Elite a little bit? Yes, correct. Yeah. Hit the, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, but they're not associated. No. So it's like similar posing but you couldn't like cross over. I don't think so. Interesting. They're a different federation. Entirely. Yeah. Entirely. So I'm really excited about them. They're up and coming here in Australia. Um, two others, Elite Natural Physique, which is in South Australia. And then we've got uh, YNF in WA. Yeah, really interesting about y um, YNF because, um, yeah, we just don't have them anywhere else. And, like, I hear – like, you hear little things about them that, they, you know, they're relatively big over there. Um yeah, to, Maybe to you me, could open up your own federation. Oh, so I, just, <laughs> I have enough on my plate, you know, trying to coach my athletes and love it. and also be here. I love it. I'm never. Yeah. And they're just little ones. I've had yeah. clients that have competed actually at both uh, ENP, so Elite yeah. Natural Physique and YNF, um, and they all said really great things. So I've never been to a show. I've never been to any of them. Maybe um, if, um, if it ever lines up with our um, – IFBB tour. Yeah. If we ever in WA. You could always go and check it out. Do a sticky beak. Um, always curious to learn. All right. We've left one till last, which is I always – it's in its diff, a different umbrella. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. on its other planet. It's on a different tra trajectory. Right? Yeah. That is WBFF. Yeah. Now, I would like to take you all to their website because whenever someone comes to me, I always like to remind them of the judging criteria. So WBFF is huge. It's obviously uh, owned – it was created by 
uh, an American, Paul Dillett. Um, and it's actually called Paul Dillett's WBFF Entertainment. That's actually what the Federation is called. And it's the, the like the first of its kind really in this space. It's not bodybuilding. I want to make that nice and clear and they like to make it nice and clear. It's not bodybuilding. It's fitness and fashion. Basically, it's like fitness modeling. Mm. Really? Yeah. Fitness modeling with fashion. So if you put those two and two together. But and they've been really leaning in that direction, haven't they? They're re- So in Australia, I noticed that they were – and this is obviously only in the past couple of years that we can really put our judgment on this, but let's say prior to COVID, it was a lot more about the physique, still very much fashion, still very much beautiful, like amazing poses in the evening gowns and oh, all of that posing, jazz. Posing, beautiful. Um, but a lot on the physique. Yeah. Whereas in the last couple of years, especially really I want to say the last 12 months, They've put a really, they've made a real big shift, I think, in the industry, which I'm all for. Um, as in, they're all for going more down the beauty contest, beauty pageant realm. Yeah. Rather than bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, and I love that they've done that because it makes it easier for the athlete. Um, their website, so I look at the judging criteria on their website the judging criteria the first sentence in the bikini division which is the most popular is the bikini diva model is primarily a beauty contest Mm. everyone forgets that so everyone gets so caught up in their training in their nutrition because they're in the bodybuilding world that they forget that it's a beauty contest so what is beauty well that's a whole nother thing but there are so many things that make up what they're looking for um they're judged upon their overall beauty as I mentioned their body shape their natural body tone their the attention is focused on the beauty of face so how you were born is how you're getting judged what right your face looks like basically yeah. um figure physical fitness and confidence so whereas IFBB they just care about your muscularity, symmetry, balance, proportion. Yes, stage presence and all of that kind of stuff comes into it, but it's how you turn up on that day. Mm. If you go into their scoring breakdown, it actually says that the first score, so number one on their website, the first score that you're judged on, 40% overall marketability. And that I find super, super interesting because like how do you judge marketability? How do you, like, is it purely on aesthetics? Is it just searching your Instagram handle, seeing how many followers you've got? I want to know, is it, you know, because the only thing that we can compare that to is pageantry, right? Mm. Because when you think about old school pageantry or even, pageantry is not big here in Australia. Like it is to, it's, it's kind of simmering. I think it's got the potential to be huge. In the US, it's massive when we think about pageantry, remember when they do their speeches and they're talking about who they've volunteered with, what charities they've given back to, they want to solve world hunger. You know, let's go back to those days. So is marketability, are they looking at, okay, how well can this individual represent the brand of WBFF? So are they looking at what they do for their living? Are they just looking at Instagram or are they like, what are they looking at? Yeah, literally, what are they looking at? Because, like, they have you, – you watch a WBFF stage and there are hundreds of bikini girls. All, and they like, all a, look amazing. And they're all in a gallery walk. I'm like, how, yeah. do, you, how do you judge marketability? Like, um, do they have any other detail there to – No. And that I find really fascinating. And, look, I would love to be a fly on the wall for, yeah. like, the judging, like, team uh, because – 
how do they how do they judge that yeah what does marketability mean especially if it doesn't yeah. sound like they specify it no and it's funny because it then changes um like as i'm on their website now i'm going down and they think the only one that it's not for is male muscle it's 40 percent overall marketability and then 60 percent physique and all the others are more beauty. all the others are 40 percent overall marketability second is 40 percent physique and then the third one is 20 percent um stage presence poise and confidence yeah so how you carry on stage so i love it i think that the athletes i love i one it's my favorite federation to teach i i say that all the time and i openly say it because i have a dancing background love it i love the flow i love that it's so much you know that there's so many different walks and comparisons and it's just a lot like as an athlete I feel so sorry for them because there's just so much to learn um and like but I I love the posing I wouldn't do it myself because that's just not my style but the posing there is so much room like there is so much oh, room. and for personality you know yeah. if you are really confident and cocky we can do that in your posing if you're not we can play to that if you're really quirky we can play to that um and the way that you can design your own like bikini you can design it to your personality you can wear arm cuffs you can do arm sleeves you can do freaking leg wrap like you, you can, can probably do the stick work. feathers in your hair and oh totally like, yeah you could you could have body glitter gl- jewels yeah. you can do everything um they also have the theme we're around for fitness girls so we can see more of the personality it's a lot and i freaking love it and they have this huge event and i love that they don't um they don't play it small Mm. in terms of their shows and they encourage you to go all in and they also really encourage you to be elegant and classy at the same time I think that's kind of what I was talking about though earlier about like that what is your piece of the pie what where do you fit in this industry and they have created their own niche they are somewhere yes they kind of have a bit of a bodybuilding side to them but they're not pageants either so they've kind of fit in this really like sort of middle ground where they're looking for the people who love the glitz, love the glam, love the posing, um, that maybe don't want to go so like, I, I can't think of the right word. I'm thinking cold as just like straight. Hardcore. Body, hardcore bodybuilding. Here's yeah. your physique. Because their physiques aren't as sh- ripped or shredded. Yeah. It's a, it's a much fuller. Healthier. Yeah. Look, you you know, it's not quite as lean. And the it's legs. More, it's more modeling. Yeah. Right. Rather than bodybuilding. Hmm. Um, the marketing marketability though is just yeah, one thing. So I'm inter- I just want to know more about it. I'd love to know more about that as well. But I think it was really nice to refresh myself back on these guidelines because everyone, especially lots of my athletes, they get so consumed with their physique and every week and their numbers going down and what they're looking like that they actually forget that their overall marketability. So what are they doing you know, in regards to getting noticed, what are they giving back? How can they represent themselves the best way possible? Um, and they often lose sight of that. So it's really nice to go back to that, um, to those rules. Um, and we obviously have um, two WBFF coaches here at APS. Um, we work a lot with WBFF pros as well. We work, um, you know, I've taken care of a lot of pros clientele. I've created a lot of WBFF pros and I've got still a lot of WF pro clientele currently. Um, and I just think it suits a particular personality and you just all have, you got to love the glitz and glam. You do. You do. It's, it's a great show. And like, I can't wait to go watch some more. 
Um, I'm excited for July. Yeah. So I love the Sydney show the most. What do you feel about how the quality has changed over the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, Again, I think that what I've noticed that they are making a shift. They don't like crazy lean girls. They don't. And they don't like skinny girls that look over-dieted. And I like that they've made that shift and they've really made it known that they like a really well-balanced physique from top to toe with still really nice lines but nothing too crazy. And that's especially for the bikini division. But even I know fitness, the fitness WBFF is so different to ICN fitness. Like you cannot even compare that. Mm. Um, They're they're fuller. They're fuller, especially on the lower half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just – I I love watching it. I love teaching it. Would I ever do it? Never say never, but probably not. Um, But I just – it's just – it sits in its own – niche niche market and i don't think that you're you're either it or you're not yeah in terms of it can take a little bit to transition over it's it it's this is another topic for another day but i've noticed there's a lot of pros that are swinging both ways you know Mm. that started ifbb they become a pro then they go to wbff and then there's been a few recently that have been wbff pros very well known Mm. that have now made the jump to ifbb so you can do it. They just look for different things. And you've got to change your posing. You've got to change your mindset the way you go into every session. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Different kettle of fish. I yeah. think, you know, what talking through this has kind of made me realize is, well, you know, of course there is a federation for you no matter what you look like, yes. no matter who you are um, on every end of the spectrum. Um, and I think, you know, bodybuilding in Australia is growing. Yes. Um, it's you know, I think we have so much more potential on the international stage. I feel like it's just going to become bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, there are very few federations in this list that we feel like are declining, yeah. like probably maybe two that we spoke of, but then we've got more and more and yeah. more coming. And I really hope that the ones that are declining, definitely more athletes enter and compete and mm. pick them back up and that we just have a bigger industry because the more great athletes that we have the bigger you know from a selfish perspective the more athletes that I can help you know the bigger our business becomes as well and just the bigger the industry worldwide is and the longevity of it because without athletes like the sport's gonna die yeah and we love this sport yeah there's a reason why we're so passionate about it is like truly live breathe I think love it for us to do what we do we have to because yeah. we don't get paid the big bucks no n- <laughs> nobody like unless like you're winning at a really high pro level you're not making money doing this sport no you gotta love it yeah um and i just want to like really preface that this is just our opinions um we don't get paid by any federation we don't you know yes we have our own connections with federations but we don't work for any federation we work completely as our own and this is just our opinion um and i think yeah every athlete that comes through my doors i'll never tell them what federation to Mm do i'll always show them photos of the winners and i'll say where do you think your physique fits Mm -hmm. because while i might have had a personal experience i don't i truly don't want to let that um you ruin their experience just on something that happened, you know, years ago or last week or something like that. So it's really important that if you are a new competitor, go and try multiple federations. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And like, I encourage athletes to do that. Probably federations don't because they want you to stay, but go and try and you'll find the one that you fit. 
um, and then stay in it. If you find one that you fit and you like it, stay in it for the long haul because that's what every federation, I think, every federation that I've mentioned, they like the ones that keep coming back. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, What's one thing that you want to achieve this week, Caitlin? Oh, one thing I want to achieve this week. Um, I want to keep grinding with this mini cut. Um, Like I just want to get it done. I've got like some numbers that I'm trying to hit in my head. Um, So I just want to, you know, keep at it. Um, And another thing is, you know, just have a really fun weekend. I'm going to go see a Sydney Swans game on Friday. Ooh, I know. So cultured, man. <laughs> I used to go see like Sydney Swans games when I was uh, a kid with my dad and uh, Jack. Jack's my fiance, by the way. Um, he's from England and he's never been to an <gasps> AFL game. And so I was like, Aww. I was like, we have to go to an AFL game. So I finally booked us tickets. So That's we're doing so that on lovely. Friday. Yeah. You're actually going to stop working and go and do something fun. Only briefly. I'm so proud of you. Please don't take your laptop. I could totally see you like <laughs> on your laptop. And then looking up and going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, back, back, back down again. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to see if I can remember like, I don't know, like there's the Sydney Swans, like their, their song. Like I used to sing that when I was like a kid. Aww. I have to think of it and go get some red It'll and white. It'll come back. Yeah, it will. What about you? What What's one thing you want to achieve this week? Oh, I just want to – next week is my last week of just, like, chilling by myself before my world explodes again. So um, one thing that I probably want to achieve is just more sleep-ins. Sleep-ins? Just sleep-ins, less phone time because I don't need to be on my phone. I've got one client competing uh, this weekend at IMBA Nationals. Um, So I'll be there for her, like, obviously just making sure she's okay. And then just – chill sleep write scripts business boring shit that no one cares about um and i'm just yeah getting ready for lots to come i think that wraps up today's podcast it's Um, a long one this one thanks for listening if you made Um, it this way and if you enjoyed this podcast please like it share it subscribe give us a five-star review it means a lot to us it also helps with the algorithm um and then please take a screenshot and share it on your socials um and lastly if you are confused about what federation to compete in send me a message send me a photo send me a front and back shot and i'll tell you i'm so blunt everyone knows um, that I'm really honest and open and upfront, and I'll tell you where you fit. I've seen it all. I teach it all. So send me a message. And that's obviously Australian Posing School or Beck the Poser. All right, that's it from us. Have a great day. Bye.